The Courage to Lead, Episode 84. You're listening to the IB4E Coaching Podcast. Brought to you by IB4E Coaching, business coaching for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business professionals. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com. Hey, Coach Harlan here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having a great week. I'm having a great week and I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today. Please help me welcome Millen Livis. Millen is an international holistic financial independence mentor, a best-selling author, investor, and entrepreneur. She's a graduate of the acclaimed Wharton Business School, holder of a master's degree in physics, a certified NLP practitioner, and certified instant miracle energy healer. Millen combines her traditional and holistic education to help career-driven women become financially independent or retire early so that they work because they want to, not because they have to, and can enjoy more freedom in their lives without having to worry about money. She does that by using her millionaire method, her time-tested holistic system for creating financial independence. And Millen truly lives her message. She is and has been financially independent for over 11 years, lives in resort-like locations, part-time in the south of France, and the other in South Florida. She guides and supports her clients from all over the world. Milan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Carlin. I really uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and to your listeners. Absolutely. This is great. And you are coming to us from the South of France, right? At the moment, yes. That is awesome. Very, very cool. Well, I want to talk about uh, your background, how you got started. Um, all the things you do and how you help women find their financial independence. Definitely want to talk about everything. But before we get started, I have 10 questions that I like to ask all of my guests. Uh, listeners will know these are the questions made famous on the television show Inside the Actors Studio, where host James Lipton asks these questions of his Hollywood guests from TV, film, and stage. And I figure if they're good enough for the Hollywood elite, they're certainly good enough for my guests. So, Milan, if you're ready, I have 10 questions for you. Question number one, what is your favorite word? Power. Power. What is your power, least? Power or powerful. Oh, powerful. Okay. And what is your least favorite word? Need. What turns you on? Joy, beauty, music. Nice. What turns you off? Opinionated people. What sound or noise do you love? Ocean. Mm. What sound or noise do you hate? <laughs> Drill. <laughs> when we have renovation, I, I, yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, question seven. What is your favorite curse word? In general, I don't curse, but if I have to find one, it would be WTF. Okay. <laughs> that seems to be a popular one. So, All right. Um, question eight. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? It's an interesting question. Can I, can I mention several? Because sure. I used to want, uh, when I was young, I wanted to be a physicist, then I wanted to be an astronaut, then I wanted to be a doctor. 
and uh, and now uh, then I wanted to be psychologist and then business owner, <laughs> and I kind of I kind of married all of these interests. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe some kind of uh, alternative doctor, like functional um, practicing fu- functional medicine, something like that, because I really like to help people but not with a traditional kind of very narrow-minded ways and right. education. So. Okay, great. Um, what profession would you not like to do? Be in politics. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Okay. And finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome. Welcome. Excellent. All right, Milan, we're going to come back in just a minute. We're going to talk about your background, how you got started, um, how you found your financial freedom, and how you help women find theirs. All right. So we'll be back right after this. So listeners, stick with us. Imagine having a trusted group of CEOs at your disposal. Imagine having your very own peer advisory team who could work you through the problems and questions in your business before you had to make those difficult decisions. Imagine you had a group of advisors that had your back and met for the sole purpose of making you successful in your business. What would you be able to accomplish then? Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. You can have that and more when you join my Business Success Mastermind Group. Join my Business Success Mastermind Group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. And we are back with my guest, Milan Livis. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast. I've been looking forward to our conversation. So tell us, how did you get started? Where, first of all, you were not born here in the country where did where did you start off and how did you come here well i came to the united states over 30 years ago from the former soviet union now it's a separate country it's lithuania but it used to be part of soviet union okay. and basically i experienced um discrimination um extreme um inequality uh, lack of uh, uh, equal opportunities. And I didn't want myself or my daughter to grow up in this uh, totalitarian system. So I realized that I'm very much freedom driven. I don't like to uh, hide my, um, uh, my opinions, my views. I respect other people's views and opinions, but I also don't like to be afraid to speak up. And um, I think I mentioned that I don't like opinionated people because uh, we all have opinions. So if we if we want to live in harmony uh, in general with each other, we have to be tolerant to differences of opinion. And as you can imagine, in communist Soviet Union, that was not uh, possible. So I basically felt that if I don't find a way to leave the country, which was not easy, uh, then I probably will end up in KGB or something like that. So that's basically, it was my very strong desire. I was the um, leader in this decision because my then husband and his parents didn't want to, they were afraid uh, to Mm. leave, but uh, I decided. And um, yeah, my mother-in-law said, only after my uh, dead body, I said, I cannot wait that long. And so we left without them. Wow. Wow. And so you came to the U.S. Did you know anybody here 
in the United States? Uh, yes, we had some uh, relatives here, but um, you know they were also relatively new immigrants. So the beginning was very, very tough. We were on um, welfare, I think, for about six months. Uh, we, we were um, well um, uh, professionally trained, like I had a degree in physics. I had experience as a, a computer developer, but um, software developer, sorry. And uh, um, but I, you know, I didn't speak the language. So who cares what you know and uh, what you can do if you don't if you cannot communicate? So I started as a florist assistant. Okay. And uh, that's it was minimum wage. I remember it was four dollar fifty cents per hour. Wow. That's how I started, and we were saving money to buy used cars so we could go on uh, interviews to get okay. professional job. And I also was working at the hospital, like as a volunteer, just helping them with uh, the systems. And I was raising a daughter, and I was uh, doing basically everything I had to do at home. And I have to tell you that. Um, uh, some of our friends about our age, uh, women chose to just stay home and uh, basically just take it easy and take care of the kids. Right. Um, I guess I'm very um, driven and very ambitious because I said I can do it all. You know, sometimes wow. I have this syndrome like I'm a superwoman, I can do it all. So yeah, I was raising, uh, She was my daughter was eight years old at that time, so I would prepare everything for her. So you know, she would not need to cook, etc. But um, it was a challenging time. But um, looking back, I'm like, I can't believe I, I was able to do that. <laughs> wow. Well, I think moms in general are super superheroes. They do seem to do everything and carry the baby and carry the groceries and work. And yeah, that's amazing. Um, so a florist assistant. And then um, where did you go from there? What was your next job? Because I know you ended up on Wall Street. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because, like I said, I uh, didn't realize how ambitious I was until I um, noticed that I want to uh, work on Wall Street because I wanted to learn how to invest in the stock market. Like I said, I have very um, uh, wild variety of interests and you know, learning how to invest in the stock market. I don't know why, but uh, that was one of my uh, interests. So it took me one year to self-teach English. And uh, within one year, um, I was uh, hired as an IT consultant for Merrill Lynch. That was my first professional job. Okay. And uh, from there, I climbed the corporate ladder for years uh, became an executive. I was leading a, a team of um, data modelers. I work for American Express, Deutsche Bank, Bankers Trust, Morgan Stanley, um, major Wall Street companies. And um, at some point, I just felt that, you know what, I don't think I want to do it. It, it was actually, it's funny that I remember the moment I was sitting in my office looking at the screen and suddenly this thought popped up. Um, do you see yourself doing what you do right now for the next 10, 10 20 years? And I was like, no. <laughs> so I started looking for exit. And uh, my search was weird because I was considering fashion design because I like fashion design. My sister was a fashion designer. 
so I, I went to Italy, you know, I took some time off from, from work during my vacation. I went to Italy with a friend who was fashion designer. She was, she wanted to like business, create business partnership. Didn't feel right. Like we came back. Okay. But uh, it's like, I was looking for something that will really land on me. Uh, I was considering uh, starting computer school because my friend was doing uh, was successful uh, at um, this business. So I was I was kind of like a loss, but I was trying to find something that will make sense to me, like will give me some meaning in my work because I lost this. It's like um, I learned how to invest in the stock market. I was making a nice six figure salary, but I was not really um content with yeah. what i was experiencing in my life and coincidentally my uh, marriage was falling apart uh, it's been um like quite a long time um since we uh, realized that it's, it was not really working because he was building his own company and working full-time so basically he was like absentee yeah. husband and father and um I was I was lonely. So at some point I said, uh, you don't have that much time to waste. So my first move was I decided to, uh, when my daughter went to college, I decided to uh, walk out of my marriage. And that was a very, very hard decision because um, we've been together for 23 years. Wow. And my family was absolutely... Um, against this decision and the the reason was like you know she doesn't beat you up she, she's not a thinker right. uh, like she's a good provider what are you looking for like they you know they really could not connect to uh how i felt and uh, uh my my goals etc so anyway so i rented a small apartment in hoboken new jersey very run down because I, uh, you know, at that time I already had intention to go to business school, but um, you know I was in my early forties. I was concerned that you know maybe with my accent or because of my age, I will not be accepted. So just in case, I applied to five uh, best business schools I could find, and like to my surprise, I was accepted to all of them. Nice. And of course, I had to choose the most expensive and the most prestigious. <laughs> So that's how I ended up going to Wharton. And frankly, it was one of my managers who said, he, he was a Wharton graduate. He said, Milan, why don't you get a really good education in this country? So that's how I end up, um, ended up in uh, Wharton Business School. Wow. But the thing is that I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted. So I, I knew that, you know, and that's, by the way, it's uh, very common, I think, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I knew what I didn't want. But I was not clear what my next step is. That's why I shared with you that I was considering fashion design. I was considering computer school. You name it. Yeah. So, so I went to board uh, to to the Wharton Business School without a clear intention. And when I graduated, I still wasn't sure because everybody expected that I will go back to corporate. But I knew that it's not what I wanted. Yeah. And it was a moment in my life. Um, when I basically said, like, what do you really want? Like, you trying this and that, and but what is important for you? What What is your core value? And it was a clear and loud freedom. Nice. 
and then it was like freedom but how and what came up was you have to be financially independent i didn't want to 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 be with uh, uh, any person or, uh, who I will be just because I was afraid to be on my own. I didn't want to work for the boss just because I was afraid that I cannot find another job. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be dependent on any any um, go- uh, government assistance because I experienced that. Mm-hmm. I experienced the feeling that you really cannot be your own person that you dependent on all this, uh, uh, you know, government entities. So I really wanted to create something. And it was that was very clear. So then next question was, okay, you want to be financially independent, how? And the answer was have to create multiple sources of income. And even though I already uh, knew how to invest in the stock market, uh, it was clearly not enough. So that's when I uh, came up to the idea that I, I want to have a real estate investment company. I want to be a real estate investor. So I started the company. I hired the team. We uh, I was very fortunate to get business partners. Uh, so I was like an active manager, active partner. Um, and uh, so we started investing. And everything was really great until 2008. Mm, and yes, that's when yes. everything started to, uh, falling yeah. apart. And... Uh, that was a very tough time in my life. Um, now I call it divine crisis, but uh, that it was probably the darkest um, night of my soul mm. because um, my business partners once wanted to, to sell properties. We were upside down. We couldn't sell. Wow. And uh, I had to let go of my team. I was running out of money. Uh, it was a moment when I had problem paying my rent. And uh, I felt devastated. I felt ashamed. I felt uh, a complete failure mm-hmm. to the point that, you know, it's almost like felt that um, failure was written on my forehead. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started to, uh, avoiding people. I, you know, I would avoid uh, meeting my classmates, uh, didn't want to talk to anyone. So I was going down the downward spiral very very quickly mm-hmm. and uh, i never was depressed before so I, I wasn't really clear what was happening with me and i was very alone because after my uh decision to leave my uh, husband uh, basically everybody took his side because it was my decision wow and um so that's when like i said it was very challenging time and then one day i was driving to see my real estate client and it was very pouring uh, really pouring rain and I got into a car accident and I injured mm-hmm. my neck and I didn't have um, health insurance wow. so I was financially broke I was emotionally broken wow. and I was in extreme physical pain because uh, like I said I couldn't I couldn't uh, see doctors I didn't have any insurance and financially it was hard for me so that's when I said, well, what's the point to continue? And it was Valentine's Day 2008. Mm. I, I only started sharing this recently because it was a really kind of challenging for me to share this experience. But um, there is a, a happy ending to this. So that's why I uh, 
want to share because some people may be going through something like that. Like for me, it was uh, this um, emotional uh, turmoil was uh, pretty much caused by the um, failure in my in my investment business. Uh, for someone else, it could be maybe divorce or uh, healthcare or something like that, yeah. or financial catastrophe. Um, but I just want to tell you that um, failure is not a person. Right. You remember right. I said, I was saying, I am such a failure. That failure, uh, besides the fact that it's a feedback, it's also basically um, experience that has a beginning and the end. Yeah. And at that moment, I didn't really think that way. So what happened, uh, one day I was walking on the street, I met my uh, neighbor who I didn't talk for a while and she just started asking me questions and she, I think she noticed something about mm. maybe my voice, my demeanor, I don't know. And she said, I want you to talk to this person. So it was a life coach and he called me and we started talking. And by the way, that was him who said, stop saying I'm a, such a failure. Yeah. He said, Failure is not a person. Failure is an experience and it has the beginning and the end. Right. And I was like, really? It can end? He said, absolutely. And it all starts not the outside of you, but inside of yeah. you. So, and that's, uh, that's when my kind of, by the way, he said, I think you should work with me. And I was like, I can't afford you. He said, oh, my darling, you cannot afford not to work with me. And he was wow. right. Wow. Basically, this decision, the decision to um, that I made to work with him was not based on what I could afford at this time, but it was based on where I want to be, um, how I want to evolve from this very, very low place in, in my journey. So from there, I started feeling better. I started sleeping and eating because I was not sleeping. I was not eating. Wow. And, um, and I started feeling better and I started, started functional, be functional again, made some really good investments. And um, my business partners wanted, wanted to invest with me again. And within a few years from that time, I became financially independent. You see, financial independence is not quite the same as... Uh, saying i just want to be wealthy like because right. i don't know wealthy for some people is to have two planes three helicopters right. and a couple of yachts right for me it was very clear i just wanted to know that i can create um multiple sources of income with multiple streams of income so that uh, i can uh, eventually make them passive so i will work because i choose to not because i have to. that was my goal so i actually determined i uh, estimated my um uh what i what i now call financial freedom number and i said that's the number i have to hit so all my actions from this point were aligned with this goal and you know what when you have a very clear i call it means goal because my uh, means goal was to be financially independent to be able to pay my bills to be able to uh, do the work that I want to do, etc. That's means goal. But my end goal was to have a joy in my heart because I knew how it feels not to have it. Yeah, absolutely. 
yeah and so so basically that's uh, uh, how i kind of evolved from um like i said being financially broken emotionally broken to uh, being financially independent and when it happened um uh at some point i decided that i'm a location independent what am i doing in new jersey <laughs> and i always wanted to uh, my one of my dreams which what is interesting that i i remember that someone said you have to draw your dream it's not enough just to have a visual vision board because you have to connect your um body through writing to your mind mm -hmm. so i, I i'm a horrible artist i'm like I, I probably draw at the level of fifth grade or something like that but i remember having this drawing where i'm walking on the beach when i'm playing tennis uh and it's sunny and the, I, I hear the ocean waves etc so i remember drawing that and guess what that's where i live now in florida i live three minutes walk to the beach wow. and uh before my my second car accident i was playing tennis i was biking i was walking on the beach every morning etc so i actually created this i manifested this so we are so powerful you remember you asked me about your favorite word uh we are so powerful but we uh don't always aware of this power and in this kind of um autopilot life that we live many of us right. live uh we don't realize that we can use this power if we know how and if we if we're aware of this yeah i tell i tell my clients all the time when you were a child if you didn't want to go to school, you would talk yourself into having a stomach ache. You would talk yourself into feeling sick and you would actually probably be sick. So you didn't have to go to school. Why not turn that around and think about what you really want your life to be like, and then create that, you know, cause we do have, you know, that it's power. funny. Yeah. It's amazing how we we wired to focus on what is not working in our lives we're wired to focus on problems on challenges on what is lacking and uh and we expect that you know somehow miraculously we will experience the other side and uh, it's actually the way it works is that you have to appreciate what you have and you have to focus on what works in your life and what elements of abundance and uh, magic you actually experience in your life now and that's how you eventually will uh, create financial abundance and love abundance and all of this beautiful beautiful things that we are capable of uh, creating and i just you know if common woman like me and i shared with you everything like i basically was english impaired um minimum wage florist assistant who turned, uh, who rise to be a Wall Street executive, who went to Wharton Business School, who published two best-selling books, who now works with women all over the world and became financially independent and teaches others to do that. It's anything is possible. And I believe that we all have this capacity to be financially independent, to create, the, to manifest the goals that we have. It doesn't mean that everybody will manifest these goals. Like, you know, we all have capacity to be parents, mm -hmm. but not everybody has to be a parent enough. Not everybody will be a parent, right. but we all have this capacity. And the same with your ability to, to uh, 
become financially independent, live your uh, life on your terms, live in the locations where you want to live. Uh, just imagine from the place uh, where I used to be, as I, I shared with you today, uh, to look at my life now, it's like, sometimes it's like, how is it possible? I created this and I didn't receive anything from anyone. Like I didn't get heritage from anyone. I didn't marry wealthy people. So I built a beautiful villa in France because it was very, very rundown. Nobody would buy it. We bought it at a very inexpensive price. And we renovated ourselves because we didn't have money. So I think the drive, the very strong passion for, for your goal, it has to be something that worth your time, worth your energy. And, um, and here I am living in uh, literally resort-like locations and, uh, and doing the work that I really, really enjoy and feel fulfilled by. Sure. Helping women, helping other people to achieve their financial freedom, right? Tell me yes. about your program. Tell me about the millionaire method. So millionaire method was born of, by um, reverse engineering what happened, what, what I did in my life. How could the hell I could really, from the, from the lowest place in my life, how could I uh, reverse this and uh, become financially independent? So I came up with this four, I call them pillars or quadrants, pillars, like a table, you know, table in order to have, to be stable as to have four legs. So the first leg is uh, you have to develop wealth mindset because uh, unfortunately a lot of people, especially in the U.S., have a consumer mindset. Yes. So it's very different uh, um, approach, very different mentality. So we, we I, I have a program that we will work on that. And then uh, the second leg or pillar is. Um, you have to know how to manage your money intentionally. You have to be very confident and intentional money manager. And I have a program uh, uh, about this. That's where we, we talk about what I call money mechanics, uh, how to um, track your cash flow, how to deal with uh, budgets that don't feel, um, don't feel restricted to you because you, you don't want to have allergy. Like a lot of people have allergy toward diet and some many people have allergy toward budget yes so i'm working with people natural inclinations to find something that will work for them okay. right it's not a cookie cutter so we also calculate financial freedom number like i like i shared with you i decided that if i hit this number in passive income initially it was active income but then it, it came passive right. then i'm i'm done so when you have a very clear aim that you want to accomplish, somehow your mind starts, you know, it's like almost, um, uh, what is it? You have the target and your mind starts um, thinking and finding uh, ways to achieve this target. That's why it's very important, not just to be very general in terms of, I just want to have million dollars. And, you know, it's, it's not that. And that's why I emphasize that I uh, help people become financially independent. If you want more money from that, that's their choice. But I, I think that for everyone to feel that you work because you want to, not because you have to, yes. that's the 
element of freedom that I want everyone to experience. And from there, if you want to make more and have two helicopters and a couple of yachts, that's up to you. But that's that's a different that's a different um, yeah. uh, end goal for me um, to feel confident. For like I always say that confidence is the best perfume anyone, the best French perfume anyone can wear, <laughs> because it's uh, you you. Um, exude this you need this energy that people feel um that you are um authentic that you are clear etc right so so anyway so that was my second pillar the third pillar or leg of the stable table is that um you have to grow your wealth so okay so by being intentional and um really savvy money manager, you will make, you will save some money. But you don't save money for the sake of keeping them in a, in a mattress or in a bank that pay you negative yield uh, in, in many countries right now, right? So you, you have savings. I always say savings are seeds of your wealth. But you have to plant the seeds, right? If you don't plant them, they will not grow. So for me, the third pillar is what I call fertilizer for your wealth, which is strategic investing. Okay. And I emphasize investing. It's not the trading. It's not the day trading. It's not uh, Forex. It has to be strategic investing. So you know why you're buying this asset, what kind of income you will receive from this asset. And uh, I always say that like the way I do it, because I'm an active investor, I uh, have a mix of growth assets and income producing assets. Nice. Because sometimes, sometimes uh, you know, it's it's boring to have only utilities that pay dividend and things like that, or having rental income. But it's important because it's a very stable kind of reliable income. But you also want to, uh, like, if you do your research, you also want to invest in uh, uh, companies, for example, that you want to support because you. Um, you want to support support their cause. They want to support the values that they have. So I invest in uh, public companies. I invest in privately um, held companies, um, stock market. I invest in real estate. I'm very diversified, and that's what I teach. So I have uh, uh, investment courses, uh, um, investing courses, I should say, stock market investing. I called it um, grow wealth with stock market investing. Uh, I have a course for strategic investing in real estate. I also invest in cryptocurrencies. But again, I don't invest just on hot seats. I have an overall kind of vision and strategy because I don't want to lose uh, sleep over, you know, stock market. Not like recently we had a big drop in the stock market. You know, I'm okay with this because I know that it's not – you know the the biggest chunk. I never invest a big a lot of uh, a big portion of my overall assets into one particular right. Uh, position, right? right? So you have to be. So there are ways to manage your risk, and that's what I teach: how to manage your risk. Uh, and I always emphasize that uh, if you want to sleep well at night, make sure that you know how to invest strategically. Nice. So that was my third feeling. Sorry, it's it's a little bit. Um, uh, I, I as you can see, I'm excited about sure. this stuff. 
No, absolutely. And the final fourth pillar or fourth leg is um, what I call spatial amplifier. Because uh, when you know that you're not alone, that there is a high intelligence, sometimes I call it intelligent love or loving intelligence. Um, When you know that, you know that you can do anything. And um, I teach my clients to reconnect to the power that they have within and leverage this power, leverage this power. So um, one of my conditions, if they want to work with me, is that they they must be willing or open to meditate because we meditate, uh, we do all kinds of mindfulness uh, rituals in addition to very, very practical, um, very kind of uh, down-to-earth skill sets that they need to have because I think it's um, important that we find a balance between um, you know, left brain, um, very logical, mm-hmm. uh, very kind of organized, uh, right brain that is more creative. Some people have inclination to be more creative than logical, others vice versa. But you can develop certain skills, even if you're very creative, you can develop certain skills that allow you to uh, guide your creativity in a very um, uh, productive way. Because I have a lot of clients who are energy healers or artists, and uh, you know they just uh, for them money is like it's a boring thing. And I and I uh, help them to turn this around. And I was like, no, it's fun. Money is money doesn't have meaning. It's the meaning that you give it. Right. And uh, so so anyway, that that's my four pillars and. Um, I really, really uh, encourage people who are um, listening to us today, just uh, contemplate on this because it has to be a mix of very practical down-to-earth mm-hmm. skill sets that you can learn. And also um, really this um, amazing awareness that many people still don't have. It's, it's, it's getting better, but awareness of our power yeah. And what I shared with you, how I was able to uh, turn my life around. And something that you said at the beginning, like how could you have a courage to leave your marriage? How, how, where did you find courage to right. leave your country, to leave your marriage, to leave your career? It was so comfortable. And like, I, I don't remember being scared. Like this is something about me that I, I, I really want to share with people. If you have a dream, it means that it's meant for you to experience that. And instead of thinking that, that this is somewhere far away from where you are, that it's maybe possible for someone else, but not for you, develop some practices that will help you to normalize this dream. It's not something extraordinary. If, you, if, if it's something that you want, Make it normal for you. Make it normal to make uh, whatever amount, 10, 20,000 amounts that you want to make. Normalize it. Yeah. Don't think that it's something like absolutely out of your reach because it's up to you to decide what is within your reach. And I love this expression that you cannot, you can see without what you have within. So that's where it all starts. Nice. nice. And I, I imagine, like you said, learning how to budget, learning how to use money and use the finances is a portion of it. But I think the mindset 
is go overcoming that mindset, I think is a lot bigger part of, of what you do, isn't it? I think it's a foundation, you know, yeah. it's really foundation because everything is a matter of your perception. If you have a small apartment in Brooklyn, if you're an immigrant, and I'm talking obviously about my life, and you you experience some challenges because you, you don't speak the language in a new country and you, you have a young child and you have to work three jobs, etc. You know, someone will say, oh, my God, it's so hard. And yeah. you, you like you, so you, you, you're very poor. From the very beginning, uh, somehow, I don't know how, but I always felt very grateful. So I would always see like, oh, my God, we actually live in a free country. Oh, my God, my daughter, uh, you know, we have uh, food on the table. We can uh, find a job. We can buy a car, et cetera, et cetera. So I would always find something that I was grateful for that was working in our life. And obviously, like everybody else, we had a lot of challenges. But um, I was not somehow I was I was able not to um, focus on that i was always like giving my energy to what i wanted to expand and at this time i i you know i didn't know about personal development or coaches it's just i think it's intuition and i i really rely on my intuition a lot my intuition saved my life because i resigned from my corporate job uh beginning of june 2001 and I was working in Walter Center, so wow. I would be there on 9-11, but instead I was seeing this unfolding life across the river in Hoboken. Wow. Because, uh, you know, I they said you cannot do, because I was hoping that I will be part-time, working part-time and go to uh, the working business school. At the last moment, they said you have to choose. And that's when I connected to my intuition. That's why I'm saying it's so powerful. And I said, no, I made the decision. Now I have to make this decision right. And I resigned. And that saved my life. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. So I, I think you're right. People would have seen all of those things. You know, I'm broke. I'm in a country. I don't speak the language. They would see all those as barriers and just stop. And you saw through those barriers because you had that vision. That's great. And now you help women find the same find the same vision in themselves, right? Yes. And I, I'm sharing my story. I'm sharing this as, as is um, because I know that it would inspire many of your listeners mm -hmm. to see that if uh, someone who started, uh, had a very, very humble beginning uh, could create a life that uh, really remarkable in many ways and i'm not talking only about material uh, possessions but overall experience that i have right now then why not you absolutely that is a great message absolutely so what's next you've done so much wall street your degrees the mba from wharton two books <laughs> what's next for you that's a good question actually um if you ask my husband, uh, because this is my second marriage, if you ask him, he said, like, I'm waiting for you to retire so we will travel more. Because right now we travel. We went to, I think, um, just before COVID, we went to Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong. Mm. Um, like, I don't remember, several countries. Right. And uh, But I always travel with my laptop because I, I have 
clients and I always kind of like I, I'm writing something, I'm creating something. So right now I'm working on a new program. I called it Awaken Money Mastery. Nice. That will help women to develop wealth mindset and to become financially savvy. So that's my new baby that I'm planning to launch uh, in October. Great. So I'm very excited about that. And so that's what that's I'm creating the uh, free trainings and free masterclass and all of this stuff. So I'm in the full um, creation mode at the moment. Excellent. And um, yeah. And so what's next? I don't know. I play by ear and I just um, like to be in the flow. Absolutely. Well, whatever you do, it's going to be amazing. So exclusively women, or do you work with men also? Private. If it's a private client, I can work with men. Okay. But I don't, uh, (laughs) I hate how it sounds. I don't allow men into my my group programs because, and let me tell you why, because men and women have very different drivers for creating wealth, for making money, for growing money. And uh, I asked my uh, ladies many times because I have a group called uh, Wealth Building for Powerful Women. And I asked them, can we convert this uh, to to be more inclusive uh, and to have men in the group? And they said, no, because we uh, we don't feel that, you know, it's the same, um, the same emotional connection and the reasons for uh, concerns because for for women it's uh, security is very important and for men it's more kind of like a prestige and a sense of accomplishment etc and the competition uh, a lot of times men make it a competition yes 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 so private clients the men private clients yes uh, group programs not yet but maybe maybe at some point okay (laughs) All right, Milan, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? What is your website? So my website is there to change life.com. That's the name of my business, there to change life.com, okay. D-A-R-E, but you probably will post Yes, uh, I will post link. it, yeah. But I want to offer a very, uh, very valuable gift for your audience. Great. Um, I like to offer uh, what I call consultation that I call never worry about money again. It's a time together. It's about 30 minutes that we will spend together to see where you're right now, where you want to be and how we can find the shortest path from, from here and now to where you want to be. Because I I like to map uh, this kind of uh, journey for people and it depends where they are now and what they're looking for. Uh, the options how to get there would be different and because it's not a cookie cutter uh, I like to do it personally so I offer this consultation and again it's called never worry about money again and to schedule this call uh, you can go to speakwithmilan.com okay speak with milan double l.com and uh, and you can schedule your um, complimentary consultation and we will together determine what is your fastest, easiest, uh, shortest path to financial independence or whatever, maybe maybe you have different goals at this, financial goals at this point. Excellent. Very nice, very generous. Thank you so much for that. And then your books, are your books available on your website or are they available on 
Amazon? My books are available on Amazon, yes. Okay. And so one of them uh, called A Shift Toward Purpose, Secrets of an Amazing Career. Um, and um, the second book is called A Shift Toward Abundance, Secrets to Financial Freedom. Nice. And uh, yeah, so that's basically the first one is my journey from being very, very corporate, kind of like a, a logical, a very formal um corporate uh, employee to becoming uh, entrepreneur to becoming very rooted in spiritual principles and um, yeah so that's a very interesting personal uh, uh, journey book about that and um, and I, I I heard from people that it's very inspiring and you know they they see that uh, they can also dare and change their lives and the second book is more um, about uh, duality of money and wealth. So I talk about uh, how important to perceive uh, exchange of money as exchange of energy, exchange of value, as well as some practical, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very kind of a mix of woo-woo and pra practical um, <laughs> skill sets. So I talk about how to invest in the stock market, what assets uh, you can uh, attain, uh, obtain on the stock market, et cetera. So that's, that's the second book. Very good. Well, I will have links to those books also in the show notes for the show. And I appreciate it so much. Thank you for being a guest on the show. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation. You Thank too. You. Absolutely. And listeners, hope you guys were taking lots of notes um, because there's a lot of good takeaways from this. Definitely check out um, her website, learn more about Millen and uh, the books. All those links will be in the show notes. Uh, if you enjoy this episode, make sure you share it with your family, friends, and colleagues and stick around because there's always more coming. That's it for me, Coach Harlan, saying so long for now. <laughs>